Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z, the ultimate guide for real estate investors. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. We cover everything you need to know from finding and analyzing properties to financing and managing your investments. Tune in every week for expert insights and tips so you can make your commercial real estate dreams come true. And in today's episode, we are going to be covering what is the state of house flipping today because as commercial investors i believe we must have a very good understanding of what is happening in the entire market as 2023 unfolds and hopefully has a lot of amazing opportunities on the buy side it is very important for us to really have a good grasp on the entire spectrum of real estate investing. We're going to be covering how flippers are preparing and how they are adjusting their projections as the rates become higher and higher. And how do you buy deals with future expectations of sale being low? We're chatting with Elisa Covington. She is the founder and CEO of Transform Real Estate Investments. She has been a flipper for a few years already. Here we go. Elisa, thank you so much for joining us today. I believe I heard you on a Clubhouse uh, panel uh, back during COVID <laughs> when Clubhouse was hot. And I uh, thought it would be a really good idea to have you come over and talk about the state of flipping. Why don't you first tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. My name is Elisa, and I'm a house flipper, real estate developer in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've been in business for a little bit over five years. I really love what I do. And even though the market is not the best, it's not the hottest currently, I still really enjoy the process of transforming homes from fixer-uppers into the dream homes that buyers seek. Yeah, and the transformation from some of the videos I've seen you've done is really incredible. You have a lot of courage to to take some of these homes and see the vision. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. Please tell us what is happening in the flipping world today, and uh, we'll take it from there. Sure. So um, it's interesting that what people perceive, what's happening in the housing market and the interest rate and all the in the news, people are hearing, oh, the, the market is tanking and that nobody's buying homes anymore. I find it not accurate based on my own experience. I've sold about, um, I think, eight, nine homes this year so far. I sold three homes in the beginning of the year when the market was really good. And then the other five, six homes I've sold were actually after the interest rate started increasing and the market has declined. And my experience hasn't been that terrible. The houses I flipped actually were able to sell on the market within a week or two. And we actually were able to get, in most cases, the sale prices were at my expectation or even above my expectation. 
and I have like one home that's been sitting on the market for like maybe two months now. So most of my experience has been um, positive. So it's contrary to popular beliefs that um, there are still a lot of buyers out there. I think um, the Bay Area market may be a little unique too because there's just not a lot of inventory. Even though the interest rates are high and the buyers are taking a step back, because of the limited inventory, the supply and demand it hasn't really shifted that much. Most agents that I work with, like a lot of the top real estate agents in the Bay Area market are still categorizing it as a seller's market. That is really good to hear, and I'm very happy mm -hmm. to hear that. I do know that prices have gone down. A friend of mine purchased a home in Redwood City, and uh, now I think it's uh, at least 400 k less for wow. better homes uh -huh. around that area. And uh, I know that prices were pretty high. So for people that may not have been prepared for this, how do you prepare for something like that as a flipper? You know, you probably have either cash to buy a home or you're getting a hard money lender and the rates are pretty high. How do you prepare? Do you diversify? Take me through your thought process. Sure. We do see prices going down. Like even though I said there are still a lot of buyers out there and the sales of my flips have been more or less where I was expecting. That's mm -hmm. because I already adjusted my expectation down during this process. So right. from the time when I purchased the home to the time when the homes are ready for sale after the remodel, it's usually only about two, three months. So when I first purchased the home, I already adjusted the resale value down. So when I, after the remodel, when I put the houses back on the market for sale, we were able to meet the expectations for the most part. That makes But sense. I do see that a lot of buyers, especially first-time home buyers, if they bought the homes at the peak of the market back in the spring, then for sure the value of their homes probably already has been reduced by 10 to 20%, somewhere in that range. We definitely have seen that, the mm -hmm. decline in pricing. Mm -hmm. And um, to prepare for this, I think as a house flipper, I always know that there's risk with the market. The market is always changing. You can never time the market. You cannot say, oh, I always buy when the market is lower and then sell when the market is higher because you never know what the market is going to do. So the best thing you can do is just to be conservative at all times. Like when it was the peak of the market, you don't want to think that the market is going to keep going up. Yeah. But instead, you want to price in the risks into your analysis. So I always talk about this worst case scenario. When I purchase a home, I always think if I can finish this flip in about two, three months, what's the worst that can happen in the market. The market could decline by 10, 15% or even 20%. And if I believe there could be a 20% decline, then I would budget that in 
I would use that 20% number as my profit. So I would have at least a 20% profit built into my analysis. So even if the worst case scenario happens, I can still at least break even. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing in this market. And I think it's working pretty well so far because when you are building in this risk into the analysis, your risk has been reduced a lot, right? The worst case is probably you're not going to make any money on a deal, which is okay because it happens. You have to be ready for that. And also when you are doing the analysis, you want to be conservative with the after repair value. So instead of using the sale price from the peak of the market back in the springtime, I actually used the sale price from maybe over a year ago from somewhere early 2021 or mid 2021. So before the market went on a crazy spike. Mm -hmm. So when the remodel is done and I put the house on the market for sale quite a few times instead of having a really hard time selling the house at the price that I was expecting we actually were able to get higher than what I expected because my expectation was already adjusted your expectation was already quote-unquote low (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so how are you able to buy these deals with future expectations being low because it has been very competitive up until now, right? How do you do that in this kind of market? So in this market, selling is harder because buyers are taking a step back because of the higher interest rate and the fear of a recession. At the same time, because buyers are taking a step back, it's actually really easy to get a good deal because there's not as much competition as before. And especially with my target acquisitions, those are homes that are fixer-uppers that are in very poor condition. And Mm -hmm. in a normal market, some buyers may say, oh, we can't afford a remodeled home. So we're going to buy a home that's in a poor condition for a little less. And the difference in prices between a remodeled home and fixer-upper is not as significant in the hot market because Mm -hmm. there's not that much inventory and there's a lot of competition. But when the market is as slow as it is now, buyers are focused on those remodeled homes, nice homes, and the fixer-uppers are getting overlooked. So they tend to sit on the market and they tend to sell for a much lower price than the homes that have been remodeled. So the difference in prices between those two types of homes actually have become more significant. So it's actually, yeah, in this market, it's easier to to find good deals. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of the beauty of house flipping. Mm-hmm. Because we're on both sides of the market. So we need to purchase a home to flip it. And then after the flip is done, you have to sell the home. So you are both a buyer and a seller. Mm-hmm. So 
however the market changes, if the market is hot, it's going to make it super easy to sell. You're going to sell for more than you, you are expecting and then you do fine. But when the market is declining, it's harder to sell, but then it's easier to find good deals. And then you want to get the best deals so that even though it's harder to sell, you can still make a good profit. So from what I'm understanding, it seems like if you want to be in the flipping world, it's ideal for you to obviously have your act together. Besides that fact, you need to flip very, very quickly because you're buying and selling within whatever is happening in the market at that time. So mm -hmm. is it safe to say that the people that lost everything in 08, 09 were people that were maybe flipping in cities that are very difficult to do things and get things approved like San Francisco for example and it would be like a nine month uh 18 month project I think there are a lot of things that probably I, I was not around at the time but my guess is first of all 08 was very different right now we are nowhere close to what happened in 08 and most economists are saying that what happened in 08 is unlikely to repeat itself because that was more of a credit issue. The banks were giving out loans that are to unqualified people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bad credit. That's why the market had a big bubble and it had to burst. This is not what, what's happening right now. What's happening right now is the Fed is raising interest rate and buyers just don't have enough purchase power to to buy the homes as when the, the interest rate was lower and there's fear for a recession so it's it's very different and what happened in 08 was so dramatic the housing market went down by i believe in san francisco it could be as much as like a 50 percent change mm -hmm from the peak of the market to the rock bottom. That's not what we are seeing right now. We're seeing maybe from the peak of the market to now, maybe a 20% drop. It's not nearly as bad. Yet. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, we got 20 uh, in six but months. But it's also, it's been a long time. It's been six months. In 08, it happened more like all of a sudden. It's more difficult to prepare for something like that. If we do, the market does change more, like maybe 10% more in the next few months, it's still a gradual change. Like I see if it saying. changes slowly, then you have more time to react. It's less likely for you to lose everything. I do believe that we had a little bit of bubble too. The market went up probably by like 15%. So even though the market declined by 20%, it declined back to maybe early last year. When the market uh, expands so quickly in such a short amount of time, it's about to go back. It's about to have a little adjustment so people can still afford it. So I, I don't think it's the same type of scenario where we were in in 08. And I believe in 08, because of the credit issue, a lot of people probably were expanding too fast. If some people 
investors are really expanding their business and they are flipping a lot of homes or building a lot of homes at the same time. And for homeowners, they're owning two, three homes or, or even more homes that they can't really afford. There are some, probably many different reasons that caused it. And it's a lot worse than what's happening right now. Sure. That has been very, very thoughtful. I appreciate the insights. Is there anything sure. else that you think is important for our audience to know that we haven't covered yet? Um, I think the gist is this is a market that you really want to be very careful to either start a business in house flipping or to expand your business in house flipping because it's a tricky market. It's very risky. So you want to be very careful with your numbers. I think the most important thing is the numbers mm -hmm. in the house flipping business. If you are conservative enough with your ARV and you leave some buffer for your rehab cost, and then you budget in the worst case scenario, like I mentioned earlier, then it doesn't have to be as risky as you may think. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> And how can our listeners get in touch with you, Elisa? So um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Transform Real Estate, where I share house flip before and after videos, home remodeling tips and tricks. And I also have an Instagram account also called Transform Real Estate, where I share before and after photos of my house flips. Very, very cool. Elisa, thank you so much yeah. for making the time. All of these links will be under show notes. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Glad to be here. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter. We have something really, really, really exciting that we're going to be announcing next month for you guys at monicarlorei.com on top of the page. And I will see you next time.